With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, the Intel Edge you need to succeed with the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators, GaryAshton.com. Two Rivers Ford, where you go for the best car buying experience humanly possible. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at TwoRiversFord.com. Superbook Sports, where you go to get in on all the action. You could have bet Monday night football. You can bet Thursday night, college football, MLB uh, over, but college basketball officially back as of this evening. Tennessee getting a win, as did my Indiana Hoosiers. You can wager on all these things at superbook.com. True Mav Fitness in the Gulch, downtown Nashville, a fantastic place to work out and your first workout free when you go up to truemavfitness.com to sign up as a Middle Tennessee resident. So, a lot of different ground or a lot of ground to cover uh, given that we did not have a primetime show last night, but a few things that we have to work off off of this game. It was, uh, and I covered this this morning on the radio show, man, and I, I felt I felt even more strongly about it today after going back and watching through once I got home and uh, had a little time to kind of rest, recuperate, then throw it back on because I knew I was going to be in for a, a bit of a different viewing experience. And, I mean, while there were some things that were different from my vantage point in the press box at Arrowhead last night versus watching it back on television, the only thing that I can say is it was it was such a travesty to see how close they were to winning that game for as hard as they fought for as well as they played. Uh, Mike Vrabel said that he uh, could not have been more proud of him. Mike always says something to that effect, but I don't know how you couldn't feel exactly the same way watching the product that was put on the field. Now, as to the places where it failed, there was a, uh, a moment in the locker room. So the Titans lose that game in overtime. Uh, There's, all kinds of officiating errors. The defense is on the field for 91 plays. Patrick Mahomes breaks the franchise uh, record for the Chiefs for the most passing attempts in a single regular season game, 68. Mahomes completed 43 of 68. Malik Willis was 5 of 16, and they only lost by three. It took overtime to do it, and still the defense held. So we get through all of these different things last night. We get through Mike Vrabel's press conference, and then after Mike speaks, we go into the locker room. And in the locker room, man, that is where it uh, that is where it really struck me particularly hard because the defensive guys just look total like ghosts, right? Ghosts of themselves, hurt, banged up, battered, bruised, exhausted, dehydrated, just o- emotionally overwhelmed. And in talking to Jeff Simmons specifically, you know, I, I asked him, hey, 
how are you feeling right now? And he just, you know, it was a long pause and he goes, I, I've just got to get healthy. And I don't know how he does it because they're in the middle of this thing. And, uh, you know, dropping a game to the Chiefs is not the end of the world, but the Broncos are an inferior opponent. But you cannot get caught sleeping against worse teams when you've lost to the Buffaloes and the Kansas Cities of the world so far. It's a lot to ask. And Mike, I think, was overwhelmed with the effort that they gave. And just two moments in particular, though, that really struck me, and they both revolved around wide receivers. And so when I went into the locker room, after I talked to Jeff, uh, I think the second person that I talked to was Nick Westbrook-Akina, one of the wide receivers, the Titans wide receivers. We, you know, it's been well-documented how much of a, uh, how much of a non-factor they've been comparative to their peers and with other teams across the league. And specifically, you know, the comparisons consistently made to AJ Brown. Sunday night football had the graphic. AJ uh, has fewer receptions, obviously, than the Titans wide receiver, uh, wide receiving core, but he has five more touchdowns than all of them combined. He has more yards than all of them combined. And in fact, seven wide receivers, uh, seven pass catchers in the NFL so far this season have more receptions, uh, rather have more receiving yards. Individuals have more receiving yards than the Titans wide receiver core as a collective whole. So I want to... uh, I want to ask you this question. Your Two Rivers Ford take here on the Primetime Show. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch is where you can interact with us. Uh, So based off the results of that game last night, whose feet do you place the blame uh, at most? Like, who are you looking around after the fact? Because, you know, I saw a lot of criticisms of Todd Downing. Derrick Henry was... um, working so well and it just seemed like it kind of evaporated all of the sudden in the second half after they put together a spectacular second quarter to do well to score points to uh widen you know to further the gap to take the lead and to allow their defense to play the way that you know the defense is capable of playing so your two rivers for take is this who do you blame most for the titans loss to kansas city last night we'll get into that before we talk about frank reich It's your Two Rivers Ford take. It's made possible by Two Rivers Ford. 2023 model year Fords available right now at the dealership. And there's so many easy ways that Two Rivers Ford helps you through the car buying experience. You can call them. Their non-commissioned salespeople are fantastic. I got my vehicle from them last, uh, I think, March. Jonathan Wittelick was my non-commissioned salesperson. That means that they make a paycheck whether they sell you a vehicle or not, 1-800-900-1000, a number as simple as the car buying process at Two Rivers Ford. You can go online at tworiversford.com and custom order your Ford the way that I did. And you can always go out to the dealership in Mount Juliet and test drive the Fords for yourself. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, custom order your next Ford with Two Rivers Ford. So, whose feet do you place the blame at the most. There's a lot of different places to look. But I think before we read some of your comments on this, I want you to I want you to listen to this conversation that uh Paul Kaharski and myself, I think we were the only two over there. I no, actually that's not true. Gentry Estes from uh, Gentry Estes from the Tennessean also uh off to the side. We were we, we were talking to NWI after we wrapped up with Jeff Simmons. And the comments made by Nick um were were really surprising to me. See if they struck you the same way. 
Yeah, sorry, I didn't phrase it well at all. Um, receivers on this team, since AJ's gone, haven't haven't produced a lot. Today, you guys, I think, collectively produced nothing. What? Uh, where do you go from here on that? Uh, you know, we just go back to work. Uh, no one was saying this, you know, earlier in the year, you know, when we were making plays. So I'm just going to ignore all that and go back to work and, and just try to make get better and make the plays that we need to make. That's all it is. Move back game. Had a few bad plays, and we just got to go back to work. It does seem like in the second half you guys are having struggles. Putting away games after things have been going well early. Yeah, I mean, it's it's frustrating for sure. I mean, we, we want to go out there and score every drive. Uh, that's the goal. So, uh, you know, we just got to, like I said, we got to go back to work. And, you know, there's a standard that we've set. We got we to live up to that and meet that standard. Um, and it starts with, with me, myself. You know, I hold myself to a high standard. Uh, and you got to go out there and just perform day in, day out. And whatever opportunities we do have, we got to take advantage of them. Yeah, I feel like he, he did well out there. Um, definitely, definitely improved uh, from last week. Uh, just commanding the huddle procedurally, you know, making sure guys are in the right spots uh, and taking care of the football. So it, it was good to see him uh, get better this week. So that's our conversation in the locker room with Nick Westbrook Aquina. Uh, Nika says his answer is so reckless. <sighs> It's the first part, right? Nobody was saying these things when we were making plays. And I, it hit me in real time. But when I, so I was sitting on the flight this morning coming home and it, you know, it's incredibly early hours. And that's, you know, this is, this is what it is on a Monday after a road trip, right? You just early morning airport, got to be back probably by 9 a.m. So I can make a 10, 10 o'clock radio show start, right? And I'm sitting on the plane. And I'm, I'm writing my article after, after the game, or I'm going through my article after the game, and I'm looking at quotes. And I read that Nick Westbrook quote back to myself as I typed it out. And I said, what the hell is he talking about? Like, buddy, it is, it is shocking. The lack of self-awareness there. This man has seven catches on the year. <laughs> seven. <laughs> I, there, I, I, and, and, like, I'm not... It was a weird moment. I think he just got caught up in the air because Kaharski's question on the front end, and, and you heard, I think, Paul to start it a little bit. He, he didn't ask his first question poorly, or he didn't ask his first question well. You didn't hear the first question, but, you know, I think it, it bothered Nick a little bit. So you already had him a little bit riled up. And then, you know, when you said, and they didn't have a catch last night, like nobody, no wide receivers had a catch for this football team last night. You know what I'm saying? So um, that it is a fair assessment to say you guys didn't produce. The AJ graphic is up there on the screen for everybody to see. The conversation around this has been what the Titans could have been if they'd have found a way to make the AJ Brown situation work. You ask the question, and he gives you that response. And I don't expect these guys to be, you know, checking everybody else's box score, but Nick has to know that he has less than 10 catches on the year. Nick has to know that Robert Woods is the only wide receiver on this roster with a touchdown. Nick has to know that they were five of 16 passing with Malik Willis and that it could have been a much different game had two of those incompletions been caught. One by Westbrook Aquina, a more difficult degree of catch than the one that just Chris Conley let bounce off his hands, but both would have been so 
necessary and so critical for the Titans to be able to go on the road and win that game. I, I think that they find a way to win it without with Tannehill in the lineup because Ryan Tannehill will, will give them an opportunity to succeed beyond the failures of the wide receivers. But now you see when Malik is in there, a perfect pass, two perfect passes, and just doink, doink, and one bobbled by Nick Westbrook-Akina. A to Z Sports Primetime from the Superbook Sports Studios. We're going to read more of your comments here in just a second. Uh, I I place the majority of the blame on Chris Conley and Nick Westbrook because they could have changed the game and just neither of them capable of making a play in a massive spot. Those two plays very well the difference in that game. But I'm curious to know who you think about it. We'll get to your comments here in just a second. Right after I remind you, that the place that you need to go for the Intel Edge you need to succeed is the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com will get you that Intel Edge to get you your dream address without the stress. You can't sell without the Intel that only the Ashton team can provide. That's why they're the best. That's why they're the team that your favorite teams trust. I loved my experience with the Ashton Group when I bought my home almost four years ago. You will do the same whether you're buying or selling. Do so with the Intel Edge that's only available at GaryAshton.com. So, looking around, I mean, you can't place the blame on the defense. The defense did everything they could. Mahomes, you know, that third and 17 uh, rush that he had to uh, to convert in a massive spot, it was shades of the AFC Championship game in January of 2020, where the Titans did so well to get up on the Chiefs. They had the game in control. All of a sudden, Rashawn Evans misses a tackle. Mahomes scrambles in for a touchdown before the half. Thing totally snowballs on them. It took four quarters for that to happen. Took overtime for that to happen between the Titans and the Chiefs last night. They played him so damn well and made it so hard on Mahomes, on Travis Kelsey. And still, those guys are just, they're they're superhuman, right? You can't place any, the defense couldn't have done anything more. Uh, you know, as many times as I run through that, there's penalties in there. There's special teams penalties. There's offensive line penalties. There's They continue to be penalized at a far more frequent rate than previous Mike Vrabel teams have been. Uh, I, I believe, I believe. let me look at the game book if I still have it up, but I believe they had themselves 10 penalties uh, and the Chiefs had nine, or maybe that's flip-flopped. Either way, a tremendous amount of, of laundry being thrown around on both sides of this thing. Malik, I thought... You know, I thought things faded, obviously, but I thought Malik made some great throws. Again, had those two had those two uh, uh, incompletions been caught by Conley and by Nick Westbrook-Akina. We're having a much different conversation. They got explosive plays. They got a zone read game going. You could look at Todd Downing um, and say, you know, the effectiveness, the efficiency of the offense just completely evaporated in the second half yet again. They scored points. But still, it was a very, very um, difficult situation. There was a couple of they, – they stopped the run more efficiently, the Chiefs did, in the second half. But goodness, I mean, just what a mess. I think that there's a lot of this. And then, you know, at the top, at the top of this thing, um, I, think that you, I think that you have to look around and I think you have to say, well, I mean, Wilson Gary puts it to John Robinson. He didn't take the opportunity to get better receivers. He's not good with first-round picks. So why not give it up for a good receiver? Well, Wilson, here's the thing. Because you're right. They could have done something at the deadline. It doesn't have to be a star wide receiver. It just has to be somebody competent. 
I, I'm watching Deshaun Jackson tonight. Deshaun Jackson was available. Deshaun Jackson had a 16-yard reception. I'm not saying that Deshaun Jackson is, you know, he's 36 years old, but he's still got a higher level of ability and production than guys like Nick Westbrook, Aquina, and Chris Conley. That caliber of player is out there. They needed help. They didn't get it. They're riding this thing out without uh, without Traylon Burks. We'll see if he's available. Mike Vrabel was very complimentary of the progress that Traylon Burks made uh, during his IR stint. And he has not yet been designated to return, but perhaps we'll see that this week. It opens up a three-week window for they, him to practice without being without having to be activated. So we'll see how that goes for them. Kyle Phillips remains on injured reserve. Racy McMath sounds like a more serious injury with this hip because I don't, you know, he's been cleared for quite some time and they have not even designated him to return to practice. So at this point, you know, I don't, I don't know what that means and what he would even look like should he come back this season. But that is, uh, that is also out there. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, Wilson. John Robinson did not make a move at the deadline. What those reasons were, we don't know. He hasn't talked publicly. I, you know, the only the only conversation I've had with John was on the elevator down to field level last night, and we were talking about he, he's he's lost forty one pounds. And I looked at him, I go, you're looking pretty svelte. That was about uh, that was you know we're not he's not going to tell me anything while we're sitting in an elevator talking about you know talking about bullshit before a game, and certainly not right before the game when they hadn't made yet official the decision on Tannehill, even though we all knew. He wasn't going to play, um, but John Robinson hasn't given public media comments, I think, since training camp, maybe the start of the season. So uh, start of the season, roster cut down day. So with all that being said, um, I'm going to withhold more harsh judgment of the front office until I see a sample size with Burks, with Phillips, that is reasonable. And if I don't, injury is is difficult to predict, but there is certainly going to need to be a level of accountability there that to this point um, they haven't felt, John hasn't felt a need to answer for. Hmm. Let's talk about Frank Reich. <laughs> Let's talk about this function. The only thing more dysfunctional than the Titans wide receiver situation is the entire Colts franchise. It's been a bit of a mess. John, uh, not John Robinson, uh, Jim Irsay just wrapped up a press conference in Indianapolis, introducing Jeff Saturday, who's had zero coaching experience outside of like the, the middle school level, apparently, or the high school level a little bit. He's been on TV for quite some time now, and now he's the new Colts head coach. We're going to talk about this together. The question that I'm going to ask you on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch is simply this. What was a crazier day for the Colts? Andrew Luck retiring or everything that went down today with Frank Reich's firing? Let's talk about it together in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and Twitch. What was the crazier day for the Colts? Andrew Luck's retirement in 2018 or Frank Reich getting fired today? We will talk about it right after I tell you about Superbook Sports, where you can go to take, put your money where your mouth is. Literally, you want to do some talking, do it with your knowledge in the Superbook Sports app. You can take the fight to the best odds makers on the strip at superbook.com. They are there to set the best odds, boosts, and promotions for you, as well as great lines and specific odds on Tennessee teams when you download the Superbook Sports app. Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, 
What was a crazier day for the Colts? Because today was pretty nuts. Randy Howard says, definitely luck set that franchise back 10 years. And there has certainly been a domino effect because he retired right at about the time that they were really starting to get the offensive line right. But I don't know. The combination of Frank Wright getting fired today and them hiring Jeff Saturday, I thought was wild, just totally wild. And to hear here in Rappaport tell it on the NFL Network, sounds like it goes even deeper than that. Yeah, not to short his resume, but I think you guys left out that his high school team did make the playoffs one year. They did win uh, one playoff head game. Coach, so yeah, one one, one playoff. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there you go. So that's that's definitely something. So there's so much going on here with the Colts, and it's not just who is going to fix this offense. I mean, you watch them against the Patriots. Hard to imagine anyone fixing anything that is happening on the field this year. Let alone they literally don't have any offensive coordinator, a head coach, or an OC. Who's called plays, who's designed an offense, who's really done anything. So hard to imagine they will fix this, but we'll see. I guess stranger things have happened somewhere, some way. There's also the thought of owner Jim Ursay needing to know what is going on in his organization. The fact that he is very close with Jeff Saturday, the fact that Saturday clearly does not mind speaking his mind and telling Ursay what is going on inside his building. Uh, He is going to have that added advantage now of having an outsider like Saturday come in, Take a look at his building, deal with the players, deal with the coaches, deal with the personnel staff, and take a hard look at things and report back to Ursay and say, here's what's really going on. I mean, that if if nothing else, this could be a productive several months for the Indianapolis Colts just to bring in someone who's never seen it and have them tell Ursay, here's what's going on. Then, of course, there's the fact of they will try to win games, presumably, without a lot of coaches on the staff. There's a lot of challenges, no doubt, keeping the players engaged will be difficult. Saturday is beloved in Indianapolis. Maybe that helps, but a challenging year in Indy for many. It's wild that they are so poorly run. I mean, they've had such, they've squandered only one Super Bowl between Manning and Luck for basically 20 years between the two of them. Uh, More than 20 years, I would think, when you add up their cumulative time. I, I can't remember. I know Peyton... I need. I, and I know Peyton had 18 years, and I can't remember how many with, with the Broncos, whether it was three or four. I feel like it might have been more than I remember. Either way, like one Super Bowl out of that, they haven't hosted a home playoff game since like 2014. It's wild. I mean, they are they are uh, really really spiraling and have not been able to kind of pull themselves out of it since then. So luck is the crazier thing because it sets all of this in motion. But I mean, the way that Jim Irsay seems by the day to get more and more involved with the Colts situation as a meddlesome owner or a very hands-on owner, it's not an easy job to take when you are, when you're basically the guy that he hired, they have, they have two former NFL head coaches on that staff that they just completely passed over for a guy who's got zero experience. Gus Bradley has been an NFL head coach uh, for many, many years prior to going back uh, in as a defensive coordinator. They have uh, they have a couple of different qualified coaches who should be able to manage the situation and, by the way, have worked for the organization and been in some level of coaching. And instead, Ursa just goes in and hires his boy. But Jeff Saturday's good. I mean, Jeff Saturday knows football. It's not like I'm, anybody's questioning Jeff's acumen. It's just the circumstance that finds him here basically as a mole for Jim Ursay. That really sucks, man. And, you know, I don't think it's Jeff's fault. He got the call. He said, okay. How many people would turn an opportunity like that down, even if you don't have the experience? 
And Jim Irsay saying the best thing about it is that he doesn't have experience. So he's not, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll read the exact quote from Irsay because God knows there's been some crazy ones uh, popping out all over the place around the uh, around the Frank Reich press or the uh, Jim Irsay press conference that was just being held right now. Never hired a losing head coach is the quote under Jim Irsay's name. But this is what he says of the uh, of the um, of the situation for Jeff, Sa- Jeff Saturday and how he prefers that Jeff Saturday does not have experience. Ursay has invoked the likes of Don Shula and Tony Jun- Dungy in speaking about Jeff Saturday, who is the coach for eight more games. Hopefully more is what Jim Ursay says. I'm glad he doesn't have NFL experience. Says he's glad Saturday hasn't learned the fear NFL coaches have and takes a shot at analytics. Uh, it's just, it's crazy. It's just, and Chris Ballard's keeping his job. I, wild to me that, and I know Frank Reich is heavily involved in the quarterback decisions that have gotten them to this point outside of outside of luck retiring. And Frank has been heavily involved in, in talking them into, okay, this is going to be the right quarterback for us. Give me the veteran who I know, the thing that I, the known commodity, and they haven't been able to make that work really since. Philip Rivers maybe a little bit for a hot second. But damn, I, uh, I just, I just think that the, uh, I just think that the situation for, um, for the Colts is, is so bizarre. And Andrew Luck sets all of this in motion when he retired in dramatic fashion, or at least Adam Schefter helped make it a little more dramatic back in 2018, four years ago, over four years ago. It seems kind of crazy to say. Let's wrap things up. It's just now halftime. We'll do this as a free site and then we'll get you back in time for the second half of the Ravens, and the Saints. Uh, The question I am going to ask you, the producer Reed has put together this evening, simply, who wore it better, Kirk Cousins or Adam Schefter? We got videos for you. We're going to get into it here in just a second, right after I tell you about TrueMav Fitness in the Gulch. It's a fantastic experience, a fantastic opportunity for you to get your fitness journey started, to meet your goals, to get ahead of things. You don't need to wait till New Year's resolutions when everybody's doing it and you don't have that kind of forward momentum. Now is the opportunity for you to get started and make progress so you're well ahead of the game. It doesn't matter what level of fitness you are. TrueMath Fitness has classes and coaches that will individualize your approach to make sure that you are consistently improving, challenging yourself without being overexerted. If you don't like the group classes, they've got personal training. If you don't like personal training, they've got an open gym. You can sign up for your TrueMav Fitness membership at TrueMavFitness.com. And while you're there, get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. Who wore it better, Kirk Cousins or Adam Schefter? That's the question. If you haven't seen the video, the Minnesota Vikings are uh, rolling right now. They were celebrating on the team plane. Dalvin Cook got out his phone. Kirk Cousins is decked out in everybody's chain and out here just having the time of his life. Pasty shirtless Kirk Cousins with literally every player on that team's ice on. He's killing it. And they're having the time of their life. The team loves it. They're breaking down the huddle. You like that on three, one, two, three. You like that. Like it's crazy. It's all nuts. And then Adam Schefter gets on national television tonight in the pregame and says, okay, Kirk, I'll see you and I'll raise you. You like that? Oh, my goodness. 
Uh, you know what? I think Adam Schefter wins. I did not know Adam Schefter was in that good of shape. Adam Schefter is considerably older than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins obviously is a professional football player. You expect him to be physically fit. Adam Schefter looked great with his shirt off. I'll say it. He killed it. You got to have some pretty good confidence to be able to do that in a big spot. You saw people walking around the uh, the outside of the uh, of the uh, of the Superdome down there in New Orleans pregame, looking at a shirtless Adam Schefter with a bucket, bunch of fake chains on, doing a little dance, making a little love, get down tonight. Harry's chested Adam Schefter out here shirtless, living. Good for Schefter, man. I I I think you got to give it to Adam. That's like I said, I I would not do that on national television. Are you kidding me? But it, you know, <laughs> more most of us it would look like the truffle shuffle as opposed to you know whatever whatever this is that Adam Schefter and Kirk Cousins have going on. Golf clap for Schefter says Stephen King. Yeah, I uh, I think that's the move. Dog versus face, which is just a, I don't know why it makes me laugh every time I read that. Uh, you don't want to be the first guy with your shirt off at the party unless you know you look good with your shirt off. Then you're the first person to take your shirt off at the party. Every damn time, <laughs> he adds, unless you are the party. That's right. Adam Schefter came to party, baby. you love to see it. It's going to do it for us tonight on primetime. Enjoy the rest of Monday Night Football. Uh, radio show tomorrow is going to be a lot of fun. 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. We'll be hanging out with you. Lucas is back. Robert Walsh and myself will have a great time. And if I don't catch you on the radio show, uh, I will talk to you tomorrow night on A to Z Sports Primetime. There's Matt All right, Prater. we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but, it? But we got a couple more questions. No, All that's right. it. <laughs> Peace out by the GM. <laughs>